Good evening, colleagues. It's eight o'clock on the button. This is the Seeds of Creativity show number 38. It's Thursday, the 24th of June, 2021. Good evening. You're listening to Maria and Russell. This is the Seeds of Creativity live show on learnradio.net. Uh, loads to come from this evening. You are in for a treat and a half. We'd love to hear from you. Contact the show right now. Drop us a text to 7 26 400 or email the Seeds of Creativity team on seedsofcreativity20 at gmail.com. You can also write on our Padlet and drop us a shout-out on the page. Just head to learnradio.net and click on Seeds of Creativity to find us. Remember, we're on air until 9pm tonight. And that time will go in the blink of an eye, I have to say. Maria, how's your week been so far? It's been really great, Russell. I mean, I've taken some time out this afternoon to do some philosophical gardening. Never thought I'd say that on a Thursday wow, and evening. And it's not easy to say easy. thought <laughs> <laughs> I fell straight to that one. It's not easy to say on no. a Thursday evening, is it? Philosoph- Tell me about that. What, what is philosophical gardening? Well, I was just in the garden, just having a bit of a ponder, thinking about, you know, conversations, where we are, where we're going to be, you know, what's happened. It was just lovely time. You know, it was just no music, just me and my thoughts. Really enjoyed. It. Wow, that's lovely. Absolutely lovely. Folks, we'd love to hear from you this evening. All of the Padlets are open. Just go to the show page. Go to learnradio.net forward slash seeds of creativity. Find today's show page. It's 38. Or you can click on next live show from the top menu. That'll take you to today's page. Or you can find our back to basics logo on the front page. Click on that and that'll take you to the show page. The show page is our web page with everything that you need for this show we have padlets and you can write on those and we'll talk you through that shortly can't wait any longer the takeaway for this evening folks is how can we develop educational opportunity provision for all that is our free takeaway and we hope that we meet that objective by the end of the show so do get in contact with us lots of great music for you this evening maria what do we have in store for our learners Thank you very much, Russell. Now, for many colleagues in Scotland and Europe and across the globe, the end of the academic year has arrived finally this week, although our schools in England just have that little while yet to wait. Now, colleagues are always in need of a much-needed rest before starting that next academic year, and this year more than ever before. You know, that rest is crucial, absolutely crucial, as we still don't know yet how things are going to evolve into the next academic year. Now, this rest may provide us with that time to reflect on what was but also ponder on what could be and perhaps this reflecting on going back to basics you know this could entail the past 18 months we have seen an absolute exponential growth Russell in the way that technology has been used to support education Mm. we've seen a blended learning we've seen hybrid learning you know although we could question whether all children have been able to access this much needed Mm. resource equity and inclusivity is an absolute ongoing need now I came across this terminology this week and it absolutely sits really well with me it's the term called takiwatanga and it's the Maori word for autism which means in his or her own time and space and providing that inclusive learning opportunities and awareness of this time and space could be the next step now I know from personal experience with my additional needs how important this time and space is to my personal and professional practice and I knew I needed that time this afternoon sometimes when things are getting a little bit too much having that time and space works well for me I can come back mm. refreshed I can come back and, and support my own needs as well as be able to support the learners that I teach now joining the show tonight is Carol Allen who will be sharing her insights on education opportunities for all so Russell what would we like our listeners so that to ask them so that we can get them involved in the show tonight. Brilliant. Well, we have a series of questions that will appear on the Padlet. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the show. Good to have your company. It's live and fully interactive. And we commune with you folks via our Padlets. They're safe and secure, and you can just simply write on them. Find that pink circle in the bottom right-hand corner of the Padlet. There's questions and comments for Carol Allen on there. I've chosen something, I think it's kind of Lake District-esque mm, kind beautiful. of scene as well. I thought that would be 
very fitting and wholly appropriate. It's got today's date on it as well, and simply follow that. Click on the pink circle and the plus key, write your name in the top of the box there, and then answer the question. I'm just approving that question. It's just appearing now in purple. And the question is, folks, what educational practices from this academic year would you like to keep? Adopt for an up-and-coming academic year. So what do you want to keep and what do you want to keep on doing? That would be really interesting. And whilst you do that, we always play a music track to give you a little bit of time just to settle in to that fabulous uh, set of activities. And we've got this music track and we're going to start off with this one. We are back after this when we introduce our special guest. Folks, you give you a couple of seconds uh, to put some details on. Let's tell you about our station. This is LearnRadio.net, a radio station project created to reach educators and young people at home and school during the COVID crisis. Bringing you a broad range of cross-curricular topics, author readings and fun activities to fill your week. Our shows are free to air although we do have some premium content that's available for purchase. We have yoga breathing exercises and some poetry classes for sale. Visit our shop to find out more. You can also book us for an afternoon live radio show for your school or hire us for your care home to help connect residents and their families with a live show. LearnRadio.net is powered by Enerton Tiger, who also design and make radio stations for schools. Find out more about Russell's work at EnertonTiger.com. No, I didn't think so. I've not been able to fix that. Maria, just pop along with the show. Folks, we'll give you some more time in the show uh, to come back and write on the show padlet there. These things do happen. It's live radio, and we'll do our best to get it back on track. Maria, tell us about our guest. Thank you very much, Russell. Now, our guest this evening is Carol Allen. Carol has taught in both mainstream schools, primary and secondary, as well as schools from students with severe, profound and multiple learning difficulties. Now, recognising that as an, an English specialist, that communication lies at the heart of all effective teaching, the majority of her work has centred on creative and engaging use of technology to support communication in its widest sense. And Carol also works in partnership with many companies in the educational technology field, as she holds a strong belief in sharing and collaboration across all participation uh, participants excuse me in order to maximize the potential opportunities for our students so we welcome carol good evening and thank you for joining us on the show ah good evening thank you for the invite it's good to be here Thank you so, so much. Now, both Russell and I watched your presentation at the Reschool Forum this week, and what you said really chimed so well with us. Perhaps we could open this evening with you telling us what lockdown has meant to you and the pupils and the schools you work with. Uh, well, it's it's an interesting one because um, the, the first thing we have to say is that, um, it, and now I'm not just talking about students with additional needs. I'm just talking about children. I'm talking about learners. Mm -hmm. um, we we uh, we have an education system at the moment that attempts to be homogenous, that attempts to put people into groups. We call them classes or year groups. And the curriculum is divided up and it's taught in a certain way. But in fact, um, what this lockdown has reminded us is that we, we are all individuals. Everybody is an individual learner. And if you have additional needs and the more complex those additional needs are, the more recognition of the, the individual things that will help you will help you to succeed. Um, and the system sometimes doesn't allow, in fact, it often doesn't allow for that. But we're getting better, we're getting better. So the narrative came out about lost time. The narrative, there was a very strong narrative about mm. lockdown, about lost time. And in fact, for some students, it was a really good time. Mm. It was a really, really good time. So I know, for example, students with um, ADHD or attention deficit difficulties, who thoroughly enjoyed being, ha you have to do this amount of work. Uh, I can do it online, a lot of, uh, you know, computers and engagement. And uh, I'm putting aside, as you did earlier, the fact that we did have a problem with access, huge problem with mm -hmm. um, fair and equitable access for every child in this country. Um, but if we put that to one side, um, some of them thought, right, uh, they're very engaged, they could do it. But for example, one boy said, you know, I can start work and if I need to get up and go and get a drink and a biscuit, I can go do it. Mm. If I want to go and run around and um, shoot basketball hoops because he's got like a basketball net outside his garage, he said, I can do that. 
And he said, you know what, Carol, when I was shooting those hoops, I was working out what the answer to the next bit of my writing is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said, then I went in and wrote it. Now, obviously, we cannot have classrooms with 30 kids like going up and getting a drink. <laughs> and it's, it's about how we pull it together. But your, your question was about lockdown and the narrative was very was very negative for a long time and for, mm. indeed for some children it has been an incredibly negative experience but for many others oh my goodness they've flourished mm. let's take dyslexia uh, a lot of students with dyslexia at the point where we start to try and get them to self-advocate and to take ownership of the access methods they might need it can often and it shouldn't be they should have this earlier but that's well that's another discussion but let it's often around about puberty and then they don't want to be different and they don't want to be seen to stand up but at home they could use text to speech speech to text and they were getting better grades and they were showing what they could do now this isn't a uk thing i do a lot of work abroad um normally when when Mm. we can travel so we're seeing it in america we're seeing it in australia we're seeing it all over um so there are lots of narratives different narratives about lockdown and what's the overwhelming message the overwhelming message is that um individual people have individual learning needs and that's and some have additional learning needs but everybody have their own preferred way of doing it. I personally am horrendous, as any of my employers will tell you, hopefully with a grin on their face, I'm horrendous at meetings. I get so bored. I get really bored in meetings. And I start faffing and fiddling. <laughs> and, and then I'll throw out something ridiculous just to make to jerk people into reality again. And, and so my learning needs, I, I much preferred being on Zoom because I could put the video off. I could mm. wander around the house doing mm-hmm. other things and I could keep a track of what was happening. But I didn't have to sit there and look like I was listening. Mm. So, so there are some real positives out there. And, and do you know what? We have to capture those and learn from those because a lot of the students and families I work with are perpetually put in a... Um, deficit position Mm. not good enough you look at the reports that are written they can't do this they can't do that they're Mm. not at this level they're they're not going to and in fact what this has shown us that some of them can do you know a lot more if we give them the right conditions Mm, absolutely I mean it's so interesting you're saying about you know zoom early on you know early on last year you know when the zoom cameras people were inviting me to turn off the cameras it was wonderful because I've got a little um it's a little bubble pop thing I know that some colleagues you know find them frustrating in the classroom I had to have that in front of me because you know as one of my additional needs one of my many additional needs is ADHD and I need to fidget and sometimes it's that you know when I'm sitting here looking sometimes I do have to get up you know thank goodness the cable for my headphones so you know for the computer can stretch I need to look out the window I need to do all these things and all of these things Russell really help us those individual needs we have individual ways of working don't we Russell and and what people don't get is that because if you if I'm observing a lesson so if I've got my kind of school improvement hat on Mm. and I'm observing a lesson I see teachers saying things like don't fiddle don't touch look at me there's a classic one Mm. look at me loads of kids don't want to make eye contact it doesn't mean they're not listening it doesn't mean they're not observing let me give you a really probably the example that taught me um because obviously I'm an old bag so I've been doing this for years (laughs) but the example that that taught me that it's not about um conforming for learning I worked for a period of time at the city learning centre. They were mm-hmm. marvellous things we had. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Google them if you don't know what they are, but they were a fantastic resource, absolutely fantastic resource. And I worked for a time there and we had uh, one of the schools in and it was a sixth form group from a school for children with severe complex learning needs. And they wanted to make their own apps and they've been doing in English all the preparation. Now the app could be about, one was about his favorite dog. Another one was about all the sweets she liked to eat. You know, mm. they, were, they, they weren't highbrow topics, let's say, but they had chosen their own narrative. They picked the pictures they wanted to use. They'd, some of them had written little words, some had done simple sentences, those were ready. And they were gonna do voiceover if they could speak. Or some of them were using AAC, uh, a machine to speak for them. Uh, but we had it already. So they gathered all the material 
and they were coming into the CLC to go step by step through using a, 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 a piece of software that would turn it into a little app that, that would then transfer to the iPad and they would be able to play their app and they'd be able to take it and show it at home. Now, this is way before Book Creator. So this is like mm -hmm. ancient work. And in come the class. And um, one tall lad didn't sit at a seat. And they said, don't worry about him. He will just wander around the perimeter of the room. Mm -hmm. And I went, okay, fine. That You know, if that's what you want, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And the, the method I'd used, because the staff hadn't used this software either, was I showed kind of one step. And then the staff and the students did that step. And then we came back together at the front. I showed the next step. They went back. So not chunking it up, which is obviously a good learning technique mm. because some people can't remember, you know, three or four steps. This lad was wandering around the room, rocking, coming closer to me, going away from me. He briefly made eye contact with me. He briefly looked at the board and then shot off again. A lot of rocking, a lot of walking. And then... All of a sudden, um, when they were on about the third or the fourth step, he went to a computer, logged in, and did all four steps mm. in seconds. In seconds. Interesting. And then he got up and he wandered around again. So I just left him to it because he was listening. He was mm. learning. Mm. Do you know he was the first person to bring an iPad over with his app on? Wow. And I just thought, all these times, we, we can waste so much time making him sit down. We can waste so much time making him then come to the forward. We can waste so much. He was learning. He was just using his own skill set. Mm. That really reminds me of my classroom. I always had wanderers. I advocated that, you know, mm. little yeah. little mini brain breaks. I had plants on the windowsill, herbs. They could give them a little smell, read a book if they needed more time, come back. And they were learning and they loved that because... It was just giving them that power. Isn't that right, Russell? Absolutely. It's a, and, and that empowerment is so important, Carol. And I just wondered, uh, particularly, I've, I've got a question now about, you know, how important is that flexibility for children and adults with those additional needs? How, how flexible do colleagues need to be? Well, you see, it's a, it's a real dilemma because the, you can't make generalisations, OK? Because um, it's like saying... Um, how do you teach somebody with Down syndrome? You teach that child who happens to have Down syndrome because everything you learn from that child, some of it might help another child who happens to have Down syndrome, but that's a different child with different learning. So so there's no homogenous uh, kind of easy, quick fix. But here's the thing. Most of the students, and this is a generalization which I've found to be true, need a very clever mixture between flexibility and structure. Mm. They crave structure and predictability, particularly those on the autistic spectrum or those children who have severe anxiety. They have a, they, It can absolutely tie up the brain so that they can't think about what they're supposed to be learning because they're worried about what's coming next. And so in that case, flexibility can be a problem. So what you have to have is a very clear, a very safe, a very understandable structure which allows you to then be flexible and creative so you're doing it within a safety net if that makes sense mm. and once you've established that by crikey these kids fly wow Mm, absolutely totally agree i'm homeschooling my niece at the moment she has additional needs and you know it is a flexible um structured approach you know yeah. there's days where she's on it and we you know produce wonderful creative work and there's days that she's not so we are flexible and and you know and i've seen her i've seen her change so much in just three months it's absolutely incredible russell what you know the power of this that can do absolutely it is indeed right, time for some music now i've got it back <laughs> Powered up, wound, wound the record player up. I was just about, I was just about to sing. That would have oh, ruined everybody's. Not evening. a problem, Carol. You are, <laughs> you are value personified. I have to say, folks, we're going to give you a couple of minutes to get on here. This is a great one. This is Mama Cass, and it's getting better. Well, at least it is. Enjoy it. We're live. It's twenty minutes past eight. You're listening to the Seeds of Creativity. All the music is inspired by our topic this evening. That is Mama Cass. It's getting better every day. Absolutely. This is Seeds of Creativity, live on LearnRadio.net. 
And thanks very much for getting in contact with us. We've just published question two. What questions would you like to ask Carol? So get those questions onto the Padlet now. It's a free-for-all. She'll take questions about anything, how she likes her fried chicken. She's taking questions on any topic you like, folks. Get them on there as well. Maria, what do we have on the contact Padlet? Thank you very much, Russell. So Lorraine's been in touch. She says, hello, everyone. I'm looking forward to the show as usual. Thank you very much, Lorraine, for joining us this evening. And Megan has answered question one. What educational practices from this academic year would you like to keep or adapt for the upcoming year? She says, I like how children have come into school with their PE kits. That is something I would like to keep for next year. It saves so much time. Yes, absolutely. I mean, anything that we can do to, you know, shave off those little you know those moments and actually it's quite nice because the children come into school comfortable and it all you know adds to that accessibility Russell doesn't it absolutely there's been a lot of hoo-ha about skirts and you'll know about that around a whole range of gender-based issues that are going on as we wrangle with some of those topics Lorraine has been on as well she says I think where parents could support and encourage children in lockdown they made good progress on the whole there must be exceptions but others were not so fortunate so there is a divide with teachers to cope with that's an interesting mm. point there as well i think you're absolutely right lorraine as ever thank you so much indeed maria what else do you have thank you very much and lorraine adds that she'd like to keep up the focus on well-being for children and teachers and a renewed interest in creative subjects and the arts and also a focus on the disadvantages in some school a school is as good as the way it treats all pupils so they say i totally agree with you lorraine and also the school community you know for everybody you know the staff members you know parents coming in everybody it brings a really big message russell indeed it does and lorraine's come back again with listening to carol reminds me of a good drama session where there is freedom within a tight structure a no penalty zone where children can be creative in a safe context here here i think you'll get that from everyone here i think uh, what she says about a mix of flexibility within structure should apply to all children what do you think about that carol i, I mean i it's it's so funny she said that because um I, I was an English and drama teacher for many, many, many years. Oh. Uh, so, so a lot of what I do is drama based, whether it's online. I've been investigating how to do uh, drama and English in creative ways online, actually, during lockdown, which is quite a fun thing. But you're right, Lorraine, because they, um, drama, in fact, although it seems very free, there are often very clear structures. Um, and you do have to have it as a no penalty zone. But what you have to do is set up those parameters and the clear expectations at the beginning. Um, depending on the age group you work with, if you're working kind of five to seven year olds, that's fairly straightforward. If you're starting this with kind of early teens, you need to make those parameters very, very clear because they'll test the boundaries and, and throw some stuff in, not because they feel it adds to their drama, but because they feel they just want to see how you're going to react to a particular naughty word, phrase, mm. idea. So it's that that mix of flexibility within a structure. And can I just say that in my, I think this is more than education. I think this is parenting. Mm. I think this is business world. I think this is getting on with your friends. I just, you know, I think it is a kind of a successful way of being. Mm, mm, absolutely right couldn't agree with you more excellent uh, maria there's something else there from lorraine you can see that thank you lorraine has a question for you carol she says um has carol ever used something called embodied learning where children learn with their bodies because she's just read a book by margaret branscombe called embodied learning using physical drama to demonstrate science and humanities she says it's an interesting approach have you ever used something called embodied learning carol yeah Yes, I have. I haven't not using that phrase. Um, uh, you know, people when they when they write books tend to um, kind of coin a phrase for something that they're mm -hmm. talking about. I have to say I haven't used that phrase. But if you want to look at very simple examples, um, if you Google on and Google on YouTube, there's some lovely things where children use their bodies outside or in PE, for example, to make letters. In a mm. group, make the letter A. Mm. In a group, make the letter B. And they lie down and, and form the letters. Or forming, you know, Pictionary, where you get a clue and you have to draw it. But oh, they, that sounds they, fab. But the children do it with their bodies. In a, and then the others have to look at it and try and guess what they've 
created. And in drama in particular, um, there and, and oh, I've forgotten the name of it. There is a, a there is a, a kind of dramatic structure tableau. That's it, mm. where where you take um, you you create a dramatic tableau uh, uh, and of a say a historical moment or a moment from a film or a television program or a moment from a, and whatever or to represent an emotion so this it, this um the book i haven't read the phrase i haven't read but is this a good practice absolutely and it can be done as individuals or it can be done in pairs think of um that classic mirror mirroring physical mirroring the exercise that we do do you remember the dawn french jennifer saunders yes um, <laughs> no was it no it was dawn Ficker, french and Ficker, Bustle, wasn't yes it? it was indeed yes. the grip dibley stage show christmas special yeah. yes oh yes, yes. So, so so the, the this concept of physical mirroring yes is, is something we do anyway and actually of course look at the underlying things in, that we're getting there so physical mirroring is a really important subtext of effective communication um so so we've got some really good work going on there and then if you think of my example i said where there was a group doing a tableau or the group are making the letter a um together you know and lying out we've got all the soft skills of coordination working with others taking part being part of a group you know it's 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 a wonderful way of working lorraine so the book um i hope would give you lots more ideas but there's loads out there it's absolutely wonderful. You're just reminding me because actually my degree, is, my undergraduate degree is in, in drama and there's so many things that we used to do yeah. and so many things that colleagues used to do that, that either fell out of favour or, or we forgot. And, it, you know, this is the time to start going back to basics, I suppose, and start thinking about all of those things that, that we used to do that, that work, I suppose. Indeed. You're, you're absolutely right. And, uh, and do you know what? I mean, this is going to sound awful, but I'm just going to say it because I do. Um, you know, being the old bag that I am, I sometimes have to stop laughing when I see people showing me a whole new way of teaching something. And it's something we've done for years. But like you say, it's fallen out of favor. Mm. And we do have kind of trends in education. And, and, and that's good. And it's flexible and it kind of infuses and it reinvigorates. But you know what? The children remain the same. Their needs remain the same. We have to do our job as educators the same. So, you know, what goes around comes around. It, it's it's not a bad thing to go back to basics. Mm, so what kind of back to basics could we explore, you know, especially for starting in September, our new academic year? Um, in, in schools, do you mean? Mm. Yes. Uh, well, I would I would spend some time. The trouble is, and let's be let's be blunt here, we don't actually know what's going to happen in September. Mm. I mean, at the moment, they are underreporting the number of schools that are being closed uh, in full or in part from coronavirus because they don't want to talk about it. Mm. Um, but these bubbles are bursting everywhere, yeah. you know, um, and and it's not being reported. So my heart is is very worried um, that because it's not being reported people just think it's their school or their area and and are they making plans the teachers are exhausted mm. and and the la staff are exhausted and really they need a rest and um, lorraine put about well-being yes people need a rest and they need to to be able to kind of um reinvigorate but what are they going back to i'm not exactly sure so let's take the positive and say we go back and we can be in our classrooms i would say taking time at the beginning two weeks easily to foster that structure in your classroom to let the children get to know you for you to get to know them and i mean really get to know them not mm -hmm. just what's on a bit of paper or a report from the speech therapist um and and do lots of i would actually do lots of drama work to elicit authentic student voice notice, notice i've used the term authentic mm. um we don't want what they think they should say we don't want what they think that has been successful in the past what do you really feel what how can i help you one of the simplest things i've found with children um when i've had a new group is to quietly say to them how can i help you mm. what would make learning easier for you and they can write it, they can whisper it in my ear, they can do whatever they want, they can come back two days later and tell me, what could I do 
to make this work better for you. Think of things, because you know what? The kids have got their own answers. And mm. it can be really straightforward things like, I don't want to sit near a window. Mm. I don't like, I, well, I met a child and he was frightened to sit near the window because he'd seen some film about monsters coming into a school playground through the window. Well, whether he should have seen it or didn't see it, whether he should have that memory or he shouldn't have that, he does have, we're in the present mm. and he does have that. And if by putting him somewhere else, he can focus fine. That that's fine by me. Mm, absolutely, thank you. Uh, Lorraine's got back in touch, Russell. Oh, she has indeed, and she said, "I had a feeling that Carol was drama trained." I know you can just tell it. You can just tell it, can you? <laughs> I may contact her. Absolutely, details are all on the website, Lorraine. You hook up. I think you two will get on like a house on fire. Uh, Lorraine goes on to say she's written a whole chapter on freeze frames in her new drama and reading a book for uh, drama and reading for meaning and. Carol's work dovetails with it very nicely. I think you're absolutely right, Lorraine. Thank you so much. Uh, colleagues, keep those questions, and we're taking anything at all for Carol this afternoon, this evening. We'd really love uh, to have some more questions for as well. Maria, I think you've got another question there. Thank you, Russell. Now, Carol, as an adult myself with additional leads, I've learned to embrace them quite recently, actually. It's only been in the last couple of years and not apologise for them. I make use of different accessibility tools, like, for example, captions. They're really, really helpful for me. You know, the TV is always has subtitles on. I'm watching a Zoom. I, you know, I'm really, I welcome when there's captions. Um, and also page colours, you know, when I'm reading. Um, you know, I, I find that absolutely wonderful. There's so many publishers that make reading accessible for me. Um, but can we ask you how can ed tech tools support learners with additional needs oh i mean this is we are in well we don't know where ed tech's going and mm. and one would like to think it'll be maybe if i was saying this in 10 years time i'd be looking back at today and saying actually we didn't you know what we thought it was brilliant but uh look what we've got now but if i just at this moment in time i i can remember russell you're gonna like this one I can remember the first window box coming into my school. Gosh. Which is, um, for those of you who are normal ages, not like me and Russ, was the first multimedia educational computer. Mm -hmm. And it had these weird things called CD-ROMs. Only two. We only had two. Mm -hmm. um, and, and for the first time, a computer had video on it and had sound and mm. it was just like oh my god magical world magical world mm -hmm. so at the moment if i look at what i've got now and what i've got to help there is a, and there are so many things there are so many things out there that will help people so what we have to do is we have to empower particularly in key stage two particularly in key, so in key early years foundation stage key stage one if there's a clearly identified need so if i've got somebody who's blind uh in early years i know i'm going to have to be using ed tech so we start it straight away mm. um i'm a, of a fan i'm a fan of very inclusive ed tech in early years in nurseries so that anyone can use it in the same way that we let children scribble before they write or before they can do representational drawing, we let them kind of do colors and tell us the story of their painting. I think ed tech needs in the, and there's lots of low tech, ed tech out there. It should be in all our nurseries and in, in all our things. It, we still have the mud kitchen. We still play with the dolls. We still have the home corner and all of that, but it should be there so that the children can use it and play with it. And that means for the children who are gonna have to use it, later mm. it's not the, their, their peers don't see this as a special thing oh yeah she uses that now yeah mm. i could and and it's just there and i think this is crucially important because one of the problems is if you wait till a child fails and then introduce ed tech first of all again we're back in that deficit model mm. and then some of them will say to you i don't want to have to use that because the others don't mm -hmm. well let's be blunt how many of us use um all well like you've just said maria lots of things or on people's wrists the apple watches i haven't got one because i've got a snidey one because i come from newcastle um but uh you know apple what beautiful apple watches which do all kinds of things we all use technology it mm. isn't a special thing anymore mm. so if we just embed it and then begin to draw out the kind of precise things that somebody needs and empower them in key stage two 
so that by the time they transition up to high school, they are advocating for themselves about what they need and taking that skill set with them and that understanding of how to use ed tech. I mean, there is just, without even spending any money, if you look at um, the three biggies, Google, Apple, and Microsoft. So if we just took text-to-speech, right? If mm-hmm. we just took that, the ability, so if you, if you can't read, we've got Immersive Reader with Microsoft. We've got um, Clara Read or Text Help as extensions in Chrome. And of course, in Apple, we've got, I forgot what it's called, but they've got a, a text-to-speech reader as well. You don't need to buy special things. It's there. But, I, you know, I speak to people in families and things and I say, well, you know, have you got a computer at home? And, and I do take other people's points about there are inequalities and in some homes don't have. They have, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's awful. There was one mother who was trying to shed four children in a bedsit and she only had her mobile phone. Mm-hmm. And she was trying desperately to, you know, I mean, it was a non-starter. Um, but if we have something and we've got the technology and it's got the, you've got enough to get started. You mm-hmm. might not have big money to do the very clever stuff, but for the, you know, the kind of everyday support that a lot need. If we've got somebody with very complex needs, um, either in the early years, as I said, or for example, a lot of children with complex needs, it could be the result of a brain tumor or an accident, um, a, a bike accident or all kinds of things, you know, that happen later, sadly in life to mm-hmm. some children. Well, you know what? We have got experts and we have got people and companies um, who will do proper assessments and look at the kind of higher level stuff. But do you know what? In this day and age, there is absolutely no excuse for a baseline support for anyone who needs it. Mm, Absolutely. I mean, it's interesting. I remember putting up a display a few years ago with QR codes. The children absolutely loved it. They would go around with the iPads, you know, just click on the QR code. You know, it was reading out their piece of work or it would identify them. I mean, just fabulous things available. And also, you know, it it made me laugh, you know, reminded me of my Encarta 97, my CD-ROM. That was the business. Yes, that was in the, absolutely in gorgeous. The packet, on the window box. It was so on the window box. I have to have It take... was. In Carter was there, girl. Blast, blast there. from the past. I'm loving it. There's so much more still to come from us, folks. We're going to take another break for a music track, give you some more time to write on the paddle. We are back with Carol after this. This is John Farnham and You're the Voice. Do you see what I did there? I thought it was a really good one. John Farnham there. My goodness, that takes you back. And I hope we're doing that, that and chatting about window boxes we are so taking you back these are the blast from the past here uh, good to have your company folks uh, you're listening to the seeds of creativity show with maria wojciechowska kanida and me russell pru our special guest this evening is the fabulous carol allen and she is pouring her heart out on the radio we are really learning so much from her as well uh, uh, get onto the padlets if you want to just uh, write us a question it's easy peasy to do that click on that pink circle and write away maria you've got another question there Thank you very much, Russell. So, Carol, at the end of this academic year for many and, you know, English schools, we're slowly approaching that finishing line. Um, Why do you think now is the time for great opportunities? Because um, I don't think, well, I know that in my working lifetime, in fact, in my whole lifetime, there hasn't been such a major disruption to the status quo Mm. as during this pandemic. And, um, you know, I... There just hasn't, not not in the UK anyway. That I can think of one or two possible examples in um, some countries, but nothing. This is worldwide, and and it's just halted everything. Mm. And so, what a shame! What a shame if nothing good comes out of it all. Um, what a shame if we only look at the negatives. What a shame and a missed opportunity. People keep people for a while were saying we just want to get back to normal, and then I started hearing the phrase the new normal. Um, what's the, but nobody was saying what that new normal would look like. Mm. Well, this is crazy. You know, we've had to look at um, educating students and children in places other than our school and classroom Mm. so let's let's focus on one group there there is a big group of children with additional needs who haven't got school places they Mm. didn't have before the pandemic 
the schools couldn't um, provide what they need or there weren't enough places in, for example, specialist schools in their area. There are a big group of children who are not in school and haven't been for ages. Mm. And, um, you know, some of them then started to get kind of work and, and stuff sent. And I've had parents say to me, finally, we're getting stuff from the education system because we've just been doing it ourselves. We're, they haven't even been getting, they've had things like an hour a week and and, and they were, had to fight to get that. Mm. So suddenly we're saying, you know, we can do this different way of working. Then also look at the children who've got um, life limiting or long term chronic illnesses who have to isolate for long periods. Now, technology can do. LGFL, London Grid for Learning, did a lovely, lovely little um, uh, kind of study experiment with these little robots. Um, and the robot was at home and then there was one in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so the children could be, if they're not allowed to be in their class, they could be part of the lessons via the little robot. And, uh, the, you know, that was a really interesting piece of work. And it was very small scale. But again, it highlights there are children who, for a number of reasons, may have a very hitty-missy ever return to school. And so we must now take the lessons we've learned, first of all, apply them, you know, to these children, to that group, but also to the ones who can return. We've learned exciting ways of teaching. We've learned ways of using technology. Homework should never be a worksheet ever again, mm. you know. And we've also learned some of the things we have to get right. We need an infrastructure so that every child can have access to the cloud, to doing work in that way, because otherwise we're disadvantaging many. And I know there were big promises of laptops out to schools and things. And, you know, we all know that it, it didn't completely work. Things like libraries had to shut, and yet libraries had computers that children mm -hmm. could on in and use. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we need to look at this bigger picture. So we need to look at the infrastructure. We need to be more creative. We need to change some of the way we, we teach things because it doesn't always have to be done the same way. Mm. We have to have the assistive technology there and anyone can use it. It's not cheating. It's not cheating. Mm. And, and then we, ha we can refine our provision for the children who can't come into school for some reason. And um, obviously, I'm hoping that we also refine the position for the families who've got children who want them to be in school. But at the moment, there isn't a correct placement. Thank you very much, Carol. And can I ask you, you know, that I mentioned at the end, at the beginning of the show about Taki Watanga, the yeah. Maori word for autism and, you know, yeah. in his own or her own time and space. What are your feelings about that? It's a, lo it's a lovely phrase. I would say it, it encapsulates very well um, children with autism. But but you know what? Does it not encapsulate every child? Think of the mm. toddler. Think of the toddler who's wandering around fascinated by a little bit of coloured thread that they've found. Mm. And they're twiddling it and they're holding it up to their eyes and they're in their own time and space while they explore the sensory possibilities. And the brain is making connections between the fingers and the sound and the feeling and the touch. And the brain is making those connections. And I can guarantee at that moment, if you kind of say, hey, you know, Fred, come here. They, 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 it takes a while, doesn't it? You know, mm. it takes a while before they cue back into you. Think of yourself, um, you know, as, as adults, when we are totally engrossed in something, and it can be, it could be a piece of music. Mm. It could be a um, line of duty that people have been mm -hmm. totally hooked on. It could be putting something into your mouth that bursts with unexpected flavor. Mm. Um, all of your senses we are sensory beings and in our own time and space um, some people some people live more in their own time and space and some people just dip into it now and again and what we have to respect is that um, communication is not the same for everybody reading writing listening and speaking are not the way some people communicate through changes of breath and breathing patterns some children with very very complex needs you have to tune your breathing in to match their breathing 
And then you can have a conversation through breath. And that is just the most, when you get that right, it's magical. It's absolutely magical. So communication is at the heart of it, but it doesn't have to always be the standard stuff. So mm. your own time and space is, yeah, you know what, it's quite a nice place to be sometimes, isn't it? Mm. And sometimes you need that. I mean, this afternoon, I mean, I've got 101 things to do, I've got, yeah. but there's times where I need that time and space. And I've recognized that for me. And I'd like to be able to bring that back into the classroom, you know, having, you know, these slots where you know you have to teach maths in this hour and you have to teach English in this hour and so and so sometimes it's just nice to just let it go just let it go you know just for a day or just for an hour and and just to see how empowering that can be because it it can almost change the climate of the classroom and you know our learners come first and you know you ebb and flow with them in 23 years I've never had the same class twice you know I'm constantly relearning constantly adapting you know thinking oh I should have got it right by now now but it's you've got a new group of individual children with with so many different things and I think that time and space is is perhaps you know something that we need to focus on now Russell what do you think there, there are there are um there are schools in the world that allow that flexibility um Professor Stephen Heppel's got some lovely examples oh yes um, of of schools which allow that freedom for learning in particular in Scandinavia there's some really good examples of it um, uh, a school that I know in Canada, um, for example, takes the whole of a year group for maths for a whole afternoon, right? Mm. So um, and they have a whole afternoon at the beginning of the week and they have a whole morning at, uh, on the Thursday morning. And all the maths teachers, uh, they've got this beautiful space, if you can imagine like a, a big central space and then little alcoves off it, just if that makes sense. And the whole group come in there and then they are working through a program. But let's say they didn't, they were struggling with uh, multiplication. Mm. They can go to one of the groups where there's a teacher and say, I'm struggling with this. And they'll flash a thing and say, anybody else want to do this? And that group can go in there and just do what they need to return. So they're directing their own learning. And, you know, uh, this there's no problems, behavior problems mm. in that group. Mm. Interesting. Is that interesting? Absolutely. Absolutely. Carol, it's been an absolute fantastic honour to be chatting with you this evening. Thank you so much indeed. We've absolutely enjoyed haven't we, Maria? Absolutely enjoyed it. Wonderful. It's really it's really validated a lot of things that I've been doing for a very long time. So thank you so much, Carol. No, thank you for inviting me, guys. Brilliant. If you want to connect with Carol on Twitter, there is a link through to her. Uh, Lorraine, if you want, especially you need to find her on Twitter. It's Carol J. Allen, uh, double L-E-N. And there is a link on the show page there. Just head to Seed to Creativity on LearnRadio.net. Carol, thank you so much indeed. We've absolutely loved having you. And thank you so much. And I know you've squeezed us into your very busy schedule. uh, But we thought you were absolutely fantastic uh, on the forum this week. You really head and shoulders above the rest of the crowd and you really stuck out beautifully so thank you so much we really did enjoy your uh, your speech on there fantastic very kind of you no pleasure absolute pleasure made a huge difference for us. Uh, folks the final question is up on the paddle there what has had an impact on you this evening and we'd love for you to share your ideas what have we moved you to do folks and our last track this evening well some ub40 this is seeds of creativity live on learn radio Wow, that's nearly all we've got time for this evening. Another big thank you to the fabulous Carol Allen. All her contact details are on the show page there. Thank you so much indeed. Absolutely splendid interaction. I hope we've provided you with the takeaway that you wanted. Uh, Lorraine has just been in contact again. Thank you so much. I know she's absolutely thrilled. She's just signed uh, a contract with a major publisher for her next book. Congratulations, Lorraine. That's really good news. And thanks for sharing that with us this evening. Uh, Lorraine goes on to say, I'd like to explore how to support children children with additional needs within my book on drama and reading for meaning i know the drama works well with all children and i've used it when i taught in a special school but not directly relating to reading that's interesting there Uh, need to have a think and contact carol i know she'd be absolutely delighted to hear from you so drop her a tweet and dm her she is absolutely very accessible and very kind and generous with her time there Uh, and if she can share some ideas it'd be really pretty a very interesting show carol and russell and maria lorraine you are very 
very kind. And if we had a medal for our uh, most active listener, I think you'd be up there for um, a prize for that. I think you do very well with us. Thank you so much indeed, uh, Lorraine. That is really, really good. Uh, Maria, we've got uh, some great shows coming up in the week. What can you uh, start us off with? We have. So next week, we've got our podcast show, our creative arts and learning show at the Crafty Cafe. We're going to be exploring dots and spots. We had a wonderful author and illustrator this week, Sophie Hen from our after school book club. Absolutely wonderful. So she's she's piqued my interest with those illustrations. So dots and spots next week. Excellent. What about... What about our book club next hey, week? That's thank be you so much. Nicely handed over as well. Well, that one's a live show, folks, not a podcasted one. That's going to live show Wednesday, uh, next Wednesday at 3.30. We have the unbelievable Biscuit Factory. I haven't finished that yet, so don't spoil it. But I think it involves biscuits and particularly <laughs> um, uh, the creamy type ones. Oh, what are they called? They're the um, oh, oh, the custard creams. I think it's the yep. custard creams. Custard creams features. It's my kind of book. That one is James Harris is with us live. And we've got another one of our our cpd shows maria we have we've got the absolutely fabulous this is such an honor to be able to speaking to him it's carl honore and he's going to be talking about the balance of slow i think we need a little bit of that in our lives now russell balance of slow well excellent well my music controller is going out the window in just a minute we'll be (laughs) slowing down with that i have to say so thank you so much i hope you've enjoyed the show Uh, and as ever if you'd like to show your appreciation the donation button that's our cap that we're now passing amongst you is uh, at the bottom of every one of our show pages that's our project cost there our gofundme button if you can spare a few coins to pop in the pot not easy for me to say uh we'd be very grateful indeed every penny you give us goes towards the running costs of our fantastic show it's very important to us that it is free at the point of use thank you so much indeed for making us your cbd activity for thursday evenings long may that continue uh, don't forget all of our podcasts are on our brand new podcast aggregation tool that's another tricky one as well uh, we have our own fabulous podcast site just go to learnradio.net forward slash podcasts to find them all you can subscribe to any of our channels there and you won't ever miss another broadcast we'll get this up as quickly as we possibly can for your delectation and enjoyment Uh, catch you next time on learnradio.net until then it's goodbye from her and it's goodbye from him This is LearnRadio.net, a radio station project created to reach educators and young people at home and school during the COVID crisis. Bringing you a broad range of cross-curricular topics, author readings and fun activities to fill your week. Our shows are free to air although we do have some premium content that's available for purchase. We have yoga breathing exercises and some poetry classes for sale. Visit our shop to find out more. You can also book us for an afternoon live radio show for your school or hire us for your care home to help connect residents and their families with a live show. LearnRadio.net is powered by Enderton Tiger, who also design and make radio stations for schools. Find out more about Russell's work at EndertonTiger.com.